Federal News Network's Open Season Hotline, presented by GEHA. Today's question, how can I determine if my current FEHB plan, or the one I'm considering, delivers as advertised? Check out information from a group of independent, private, and not-for-profit organizations that accredit or deny accreditation to plans based on their ability to meet national standards. These organizations include the Accreditation Association for Ambulatory Healthcare, the National Committee for Quality Assurance, and the Utilization Review Accreditation Commission. You might be able to find your plan's accreditation status in its brochure. Check out our Open Season Hotline presented by GEHA. Head over to federalnewsnetwork.com and search Open Season Hotline. Send us your questions. We'll read the answers daily at six minutes past the hour here on The Federal Drive. The Education Department built a rollback of its telework policy late last year as a way to boost productivity and collaboration. But a majority of its workforce says telework cuts have hurt morale and led to people thinking about leaving the agency. Still, agency leadership remains adamant about leaving the new telework policy in place. We've got the latest from Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. Begin, Jory, by reviewing for us what exactly changes they did make. What was it before? What is it now? Yeah, quick recap. The current policy about a year ago when we first reported on this, the changes would be that for most employees, it would be limited to one day of telework every week. They have to be in the office a minimum of four days a week. For some employees who are considered remote employees, they are able to still have longer-term telework policies under extenuating circumstances. But for the vast majority of employees, four days in the office. And what was it before? Under the old policy, education department employees were allowed to take as many as three or more days uh, per week on telework. All right. So that's a pretty big cutback if you were working three days away from the office to working four days in the office, especially on Maryland Avenue down there, which is like driving on Third Avenue in New York, only without the bodegas. And why did they make these changes in the first place? What was the rationale? When we first reported on those telework changes last year, the education department said that this was part of an effort to boost productivity and by having people in the office more that they would be able to meet more of their coworkers and build some collaboration there as a result as well. Um, there was also, in reporting this story, we had heard from the education department, a spokeswoman saying that because of the nature of the work the agency is doing now, it's also part of an, an effort to boost um, customer satisfaction that because of its internal and external stakeholders, this was a more efficient way to do the work that they're doing now. Got it. And so, in other words, they felt that if people wanted to call someone at education about a matter, they should reach that person in their office. That was generally the idea. Not that those people might have a cell phone? Did that come up? Well, you know, there's certainly a number of agencies that still encourage telework, and that's just the way it works sometimes. It's as simple as forwarding those calls uh, to their, their cell phone, as you point out, as opposed to their office line. Yeah, or even putting that number on your business card. Well, anyhow, it is what it is now. And you have some evidence of employee reaction to these changes now a year on in. Yeah, anecdotally, when we first heard about these changes, agency employees were not happy with the results, and now we have some numbers behind that. There was an internal survey from the agency this summer, uh, in July specifically, and 59% of employees took the survey. And of those respondents, 80, more than 85% had a, uh, a negative opinion of the, the results of this change to their, their telework policy. That number of employees said that there was a negative impact on morale. Um, Three-quarters of respondents said that they... Um, they didn't see increases to productivity as a result. Um, so some pretty um, some pretty alarming statistics about just um, just how 
negatively employees have uh, have viewed this uh, the results of this. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. And what about the supervisors? Do they have a reaction? Did the survey tell what they thought about all of this? Uh, it's interesting to see that they uh, they had similarly negative responses to all of this. Seventy seven percent of supervisors said that they uh, they also didn't see any positive impact from these changes. And the numbers also show that these are supervisors who have been at the agency for a significant period of time. We're talking decade or longer. And by the way, was the results of these surveys, were they distributed to the employees? This was uh, this was internally released uh, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. And as I had said, the results had been released since at least July. And so there had been deliberations within the agency of, of whether to release these at all or um, or whether they had any intention of, of, of releasing these publicly. And so these results were released to the agency and uh, we were able to get a copy of them. So now management knows that everybody hates the new policy. What are they going to do about it? So when they did release these two employees in an all staff email, agency leadership did acknowledge that the results were generally not positive. And they kind of couch that in saying that, look, there have been a lot of changes over the past year. There's been agency reorganization efforts. There's been an overhaul of its IT. And so they said this is part of a, a, a compounding factor, is how they put it, in how the agency is changing. And as a result, they said that they have reason to believe that the results will improve as employees are more used to it and are able to adapt to it. And as a result, they're going to keep the policy on board until at least the end of calendar year 2020. They're kind of like the dentist who tells you to hold your arm up if it starts to hurt while he's drilling. And when you hold your arm up, nothing changes. He just says, well, just curious to find out if it was hurting you. Right, right. It's a little bit like that. The other thing you're reporting is that some people have considered leaving the agency because of this. Is there any evidence they have and how many have left as a result of the uh, of the new telework policy? Well, there's a little bit of reading between the lines here with the numbers. In the survey results, 86% of employees said that they knew of a coworker who considered leaving or had left the agency as a result of the cuts to telework. And when asked more directly if they themselves considered leaving, 62% said they had thought about it, but they were there to respond to the survey, so they hadn't just yet. It's worth pointing out that when we had reported on this previously, the Education Department gave us numbers that indicated that from the beginning of the Trump administration to June of last year, the agency had seen a, a total headcount decrease of about 400 employees. When I reached out to the Education Department this time around, they didn't quite give us those numbers or updated numbers, but they did say that in fiscal 2019, there was a lower attrition rate for the agency than in the year before. So there's still a possibility that the, the agency is still seeing attrition and people walking out the door, but whether it's um, to the degree that people are describing these survey results, that's not as clear. Or if they're leaving because of telework, it's not really clear either. There could be, of course, a multitude of factors. Yeah, because if 72% of the people say they know someone or heard of someone who left because of the telework policy, the same four people leaving could be the result that 72% people know about it or heard about it. Right, right. And there's there's even some some acknowledgement in the, the agency's presentation of these results that you know, just because people say something doesn't mean that it's actually the reality on the ground. So the word now is winter comes upon us to education employees, get yourself a new window shield scraper. Right, right. Because you're going to be driving to work. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was certainly something that was raised as a result of this. And education's not alone. The rollback of telework had happened just after the Agriculture Department had issued a similar policy. And since then, we've seen the Interior Department 
do a similar rollback of telework. And so this is not something that's happening in a vacuum. We haven't seen surveys over at those agencies, but it's it's curious to see how it's playing out. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Be sure to check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Anyone else have trouble sleeping last night and the night before that? Same. And I've tried everything, but it either doesn't help me sleep so I'm cranky and tired the next day, or I sleep and then I'm drowsy the next day. Luckily, Seize the Night and Day is here. Go to SeizeTheNightAndDay.com to learn more about insomnia and how you can seize the night. And Carpe the Diem. Make their mission your mission, because they will not rest until we all rest. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.